This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the Chelsea FC Women Podcast. I'm your host Dean, joined as ever by my co-host Jane. Jane, how are you this week? Yeah, I'm I'm good this week, Dean. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, exciting times for supporters to be back at Kings Meadow for the first time in a long time. Uh, now this week we're going to preview the 2021-2022 WSL season from Chelsea's point of view. Uh, if you want to listen to us talk about the opposition, go back into the archives and look for episode 30 uh, with Mia Erickson and Ben Gilby. But as we are lucky enough to have so many fascinating friends, we've called upon you know, a titan of the Chelsea women's community, and that is Tracy Brown from the Chelsea Pride Group. Uh, Tracy, how are you? I'm very good. And how are you both? I'm well. I'm well. Uh, obviously, no football for me yet for personal reasons, but I'm sure Jane's very excited. Yeah, very excited. My COVID test has just come back negative, so I'm all good to go. That's the news you want to hear. Before we get into things then, Jane, why don't you um, run through some things the listeners might need to know? So a reminder that our summer series, My Daughter Professional, is available exclusively on our Patreon. Interviews with Steve Cuthbert and Lisa England are live now with more to come. The address for that is www.patreon.com forward slash Meadow. We're producing a weekly newsletter all about the Chelsea women's team. It's free and you can get it by heading to wentsamokingsmeadow.substack.com and entering your email address. You'll get the copy of the newsletter in your inbox every Wednesday. A reminder to join our Discord server. There's lots of debate and discussion in there and we'll be posting lots in there during matches. The link for that is in the description of the episode. There's still time to join in our She Plays Fantasy Football League. Create your own team, choose your name and join our league using the code WTMKCFC. 
and see if you can beat us. And we want as many supporters to help find the show. So if you enjoy what you hear today, tag us in a tweet, share it on Instagram, and how about leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Thank you, Jane. Uh, there's also, um, if you may have seen it on social media, that the CFCW social page have been nominated for an award at the Football Content Award, I think it's called. Uh, it's very easy to vote for them. You can send a tweet or you can log on to the website. We'll leave the information in the description as well. Obviously, I do some writing for them, so it's no surprise that they've been nominated for an award. Uh, but they've also got, you know, Rob Prattley, who runs the site, who's been on the show, uh, Meg, who's been on the show, uh, Ket and Jess, who've created graphics for us in the past. So there's lots of people on there doing, you know, some amazing work. And I think they deserve the award to recognise that. So uh, check out, you know, their Twitter, check out our Twitter or the description for information on how to do that. Uh, now for this season preview, we're going to look at our transfer so far, our pre-season form, some key fixtures in the diary and get some predictions now down ahead of that opening day fixture at the Emirates against Arsenal on the 5th September. Uh, so let's get started with our transfer activity then. Chelsea bringing in Anik Nguyen and Lauren James. Uh, we've seen Hannah Blundell, Blundell leave the club as part of that move for James with Manchester United. And some of our youngsters are flown the nest, completing loan deals to start getting some more meaningful competitive minutes. Uh, that's Emily Orman, who's now at Crystal Palace. Aggie Beaver jones at Bristol City and Charlotte Wardlaw at Liverpool. Uh, Tracy, pleased with what the club's done in the transfer window so far? Um, I hated seeing Hannah go. Um, fans' favourite, so that was difficult. Um, yeah, I suppose loanies, they need game time. I'm not sure how much, you know, how we benefit at Palace, but um, I do believe, you know, game time's great and, you know, anyone young vibrant get them playing minutes very very important we have a very difficult squad to get into at the best of times so that's great coming in do I think we've got a really big squad but do I think we need to strengthen anywhere possibly at the back um but I would only maybe say one more and of course everyone's going on about where Sam so that seems to be the big thing online at the moment. Um, Sam's back, breaking news. Um, yes. Her photo was shared uh, earlier of her media photo shoot thing, which was excellent timing for the piece I've just written with Ben Gilby about her being missing, yes. uh, which isn't published and now probably won't be. Uh, Tracy, do you think we've... Obviously, we got to the Champions League final last year and we wasn't good enough. Uh, which is you know, a stark reality. Are, are those two signings enough improvement for us to be serious about going again next season? Yes, I do think. I just think what we had was a massive education in what you need to do when you get to the final. Do I believe our team's good enough? Absolutely, we got there before. Barca didn't win it the first time they were in the final. Um, to be fair, we have a phenomenal squad with personally the person who should have just won manager of the year and the uh, UEFA um, trophies that were just being handed out, but Barca cleaned the board when it comes to the women's game, which is rather annoying, and right, quite depressing before I come on here. Um, I think that's fair so I, I, in their season. Yeah. Emma Hayes is still seriously still the best manager. So she, that's, that person in the manager should have gone to Emma Hayes, regardless. Yes, I do think we have enough. I just think we were taught a lesson 
and I think from that you only learn, you only learn as I say maybe a defender an extra defender to bring in um but that would be it I mean I just we have a phenomenal squad we won so much last season we're still in obviously the FA Cup this season um I think we just go again and we go again with the same positivity um and I'm sure Emma has learned a lot from that final that she will make sure she embeds into that team over and over and over again, to be fair. I wouldn't want to be on the bad side of it, Hayes. No, I'm liking the positive mental attitude. Uh, Jane, I suppose we better give a mention to Hannah Blundell, who gave years of loyal service to the club, uh, a fantastic player and a fantastic person. So looking at it from the perspective of supporting just Hannah, you know, it's actually you know, good for her to be playing sort of full-time and in you know, a decent team in United, won't it? Yeah, I think it's going to do well for Hannah to go to United. Obviously, the team, I think because of the team it is, it's like a lot worse when you think about it. Um, but if she's going to get the playtime, she'll get, she may eventually get an England call-up. She does deserve. And I think a player, as a player like Hannah, you don't want to sit on the bench all the time you want to get out there you want to play obviously she's had England call-ups before then because she's not getting the regular playtime at Chelsea she's not being able to show the manager at England that she's worth to be on that team so I think this will help with her international career as well as just playing in the league yeah hopefully she has you know 20 good games um and then two where she doesn't maybe do as well uh on the, on the loan side of things I know you know, Bristol City is a, is a good place to go for Aggie Beaver-Jones. Liverpool seem to be turning things around with Matt Beard in charge. Charlotte should have a good year there. I don't know much about Crystal Palace, but all they've got to do is save some shots and that'd be a good year for her. Uh, and obviously they haven't played much, have they? So um, Jane Tracy said that she thinks, you know, one more sign defence. I think we could do with another top midfielder as well, but that might be difficult to do with this late in the window. What's your thoughts on, on the squad? Um, I don't I think maybe a defender, like Tracy said. I don't know who, if you used to ask me who you would love in this team, I honestly wouldn't actually have a clue who to pick to fit in. But I think our defence still is sort of out of all the roles. That is sort of our weakest position. Like we've got attackers like was shocked that Lauren James was brought in because we had so many attackers and in the midfield as well we're sort of happy um so I think out of the and goalkeepers we're fine with so out of sort of the three positions or four positions is defence maybe we need one or two more in yeah I think Lauren James was signed because she was available now and they would have wanted her in a season's time anyway so make the deal happen I think that'll make more sense when maybe some things happen next summer. Yeah, like you said, uh, Turner from Man United, who went over to the States, I thought that was one we could have gone after. Uh, I always get confused between Millie and Amy, so I'm just going to say Turner. Uh, could have come in and played back up because you know, Magda and Millie played the most minutes last year and obviously they're both in the Olympics as well, so perhaps, you know, a defender is necessary. Uh, but we are the WSL champions and we're going to have a positive mental attitude with Tracy tonight. So, we're going to move away from the transfers and look at pre-season, um, which has been a bit of a weird one for me. This is my first pre-season following the women's team. Uh, so that first game against Arsenal when 
you didn't really know who them players were from the academy because you don't really hear about them making up the Chelsea team and you know Rihanna Blades scoring a, a great goal. Uh, 11 players missing, of course, from the Olympics. Um, I wrote a piece for the Chelsea Social about those who stayed at home being sort of the winners of the Olympics because they've got the opportunity now to be fresher than those that have been away. Um, Tracy, in your opinion, who's going to you know be in prime position to take advantage of the likes of you know, Kirby Kerr, Bright Ingle, all being back late? Who's been at preseason from the start? They're looking at Guru Wright and Bethany England, the likes of those. Yeah, I mean, to be quite honest, the, the two you just named are going to be firmly, I believe, in that team um, on on Sunday when we when we start against Arsenal. Tomorrow night, I think, will be, um, you'll get those players who've just come back match fit. So I think tomorrow night is perfect for fitness. We're talking elite athletes, though. Yes, they have just gone to the Olympics, um, but we are talking elite athletes who, you know, with Emma screaming down your neck, you know, I think um, they like come back looking fresh. I've seen all the videos of them coming back into training. They all look up for it. They all look fresh. Yeah, they may be not be up to pace to begin with and admittedly awkward game to start the season maybe, but yeah, I mean, Guru and, and, and England are two that definitely for me start. Um, I would start G as well. Obviously, no matter what, there's only one goalkeeper that goes in that goal. I don't care where she's been on holiday, where she's been abroad. I don't matter. You put her between the sticks because she is the one and only burger. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm Even now, I'm still never going to be able to pick a team because Emma leaves it till rather late and I still wouldn't know. If this was being recorded after tomorrow, <laughs> after our friendly, I might be able to give you a full squad. Um but I think England will get an absolute opportunity now for the first couple of games of the season to shine. And this is a really good, this will be really, really good for her um, at the start of the season, personally. Yeah, the, the piece I wrote for the Chelsea Social, which is now in the bin, um, was about Kerr. She played every minute of the Olympics. So every game she played the full match. Um, she also played the first, most minutes in the team last year. Obviously, the match is being played at 80% humidity and above. Um, and she's just, she, I don't think she's actually trained, although she's having a photo taken. So definitely room for, for Bethany England. Uh, mentioning tomorrow, Jamie, obviously going to be at the game. What are you looking forward to? Who are you looking forward to seeing uh, back in Chelsea Blue? I just, I can't wait. Obviously, I went to the game in December, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Obviously, there was hardly any of us there because it was like, if you live in this part of the country, you can't go and all that palaver. So it'll actually be nice to have a stadium filled. I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of people there. Um, just the atmosphere and seeing everyone again. Like there's people I've not seen in like ages. So it'll be nice just to get back and see everyone. Yeah, it's only the West Ham, isn't it? The tickets I don't know. I think I can't actually remember when I brought tickets, what was open. But I know there is still tickets available, so if you want to go, you can still get tickets. If this is published before kickoff, uh, twelve pm lunchtime, I think they go off sale. Uh, yeah. So probably this will be after that, so you can't go because it's happened. Um, <laughs> Tracy, is 
They seem to not play any matches in pre-season, which surprised me. They obviously played against Arsenal, which was sort of uh, 45 minutes of, of regular players. They played a behind-closed-door game in which Gemma Davison played for Chelsea. Uh, and then they played Rangers. So we've not had much opportunity to watch the team. They don't seem to play many games. And then Aston Villa's the last match. There's a whole week before the season. Is that sort of a regular occurrence or because of the Olympics, is that affected it and COVID? I think we've been affected by both of those things. I think the Olympics and COVID has uh, massively affected what would have been, I'm sure, maybe like two weeks off and then Emma would have had them back into training quite quickly if everyone had been available. We're going to have the same problem next year, obviously, because we're going to have the Euros, but at least they are here. Um, yeah, I do, I do think we needed maybe another couple of games, I think, but a lot of the bigger clubs are in the same sort of situation. I mean, yes, we had the most players who went out to the Euros because, you know, we're Chelsea. Um, but... Um, I do. I would like to have seen maybe one or two extra games. I mean, the Arsenal game, it was fantastic actually seeing the youngsters play. I thoroughly enjoyed that match. Um, I'm glad that I'm not in tomorrow night's game and I'm still on the Nari and getting a ticket. Um, I still have time. Um, and I'm glad I missed the first game of the season. But um, yeah, I think one or two games I would have been happier, to be fair. But from what I saw, definitely against Rangers, I thought we played we played in part very well. Yeah, I enjoyed the game against Rangers. And, and by the end of this episode, Tracy would have brought the ticket for tomorrow's <laughs> game. Uh, Jane, we mentioned... See in... you there, Tracy. <laughs> yeah. I've got the pages literally up on my phone for anyone. Okay. I literally have the pages up on my phone as I talk. So, so that's a promise. Um, Jane, talking of not playing many games... Does that mean we're going to you know, start slowly into the season? Or do you think they're going to be the players that are there are good enough and ready enough with that start to you know, fire on all cylinders? I don't think I don't think we will. Of the pre-season, obviously not last year, pre-season when it went World Cup pre-season and then we went into the league. Obviously, I went out to France and watched them play in pre-season then. And that was sort of our best league we had like we hardly had any pre-season the pre-season games were awful but we came out of it and begun the league like you wouldn't believe it like I think that's sort of what's going to happen this year we're going to like play tomorrow and then come next weekend we're just going to go for it and it's not going to be slow we're just going to go Emma's just going to throw it all in and just try her hardest from the get-go yeah, I know she's been speaking about the investment from Arsenal and Everton and putting some pressure on them, uh, maybe letting Chelsea fly under the radar a little bit ahead of that season. Uh, talking about sort of the start to the season, Tracy, it's not sort of the easiest start, is it? Um, Arsenal away, Everton at home, and then away to Manchester United. Um, but you know, out of nine points, how many are you expecting Chelsea going to pick up in that opening opening run? Nine. Sorry, nine. Nine. Positive nine. mental attitude. Nine. Jane, you, you keeping the train going with nine points? Yeah. We're going, going all in. I'm going to We're be the other the spectrum then. Oh, uh, there's always one. Disappoint <laughs> the listeners. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we lost the opening game of the season. Ooh. 
drew against no. Everton oh, and no. beat Man United and get four points out of nine to start and be no. a slow no one slow listen moving. to Dean no. no one listen to Dean just because you can't be at the games and you're jealous <laughs> that we're going to win don't mean you have to take it out on us okay. I'm sorry okay nine points then <laughs> no I was right but if not then puff I, I want Chelsea to prove Dean very, very, very wrong. So, and so do I. I just need to play this to Emma. So what she says. <laughs> I'll sure play it to her on, tomorrow night. They have it on the coach on the way to the ground, listening to the pod, listening to the podcast as they always do. <laughs> uh, but in, in all seriousness, though, I think this season has the potential to be, you know, extremely close. And I know last year was just two points between Chelsea and City, but I think there is definitely going to be more teams involved. Um, Tracy, what sort of fixture are you looking forward to the most out of you know, the ones that are coming up or even one late in the season that catches your eye? I think all oh, the City games are always big, home and away, to be fair. Um, and I want to travel with the, with the guys for the away game this, this time round um, for the Man City away. That's always a big game to look forward to. Um, I agree, though. I think this year is going to be a lot closer. Um, but I think that's because generally the league's getting better and the quality throughout the league's getting better, which is actually going to make the league more competitive. Um, but yeah, it's always going to be it's always going to be the big ones. I I don't rate Man United really, so men and women, to be honest. So um, and they, you know, their managers just toddled off to uh, to America. So you know. I don't. I think we can. I think City's always going to be the awkward game, and I can. It'll be again. It'll be. Come, I reckon it'll come down to that again this season. That game. Jane, how about you? What sort of fixture do you look for the most when they, when they come out and released? Um, if they're going to be on a Saturday or not, <laughs> so I can see if I'm going to be able to make it. Um, no, I think probably the City one. Um, just because that seems to be like the title decider. The last two seasons, us playing City has been the decider of the league. So, I, like Tracy said, probably will might happen this year. Um, but I think that and, I don't know, I think maybe like Arsenal and United. I've never been to United's ground. I got halfway there and it got cancelled, so we had to turn back round. So I'm quite glad I can actually go to Lee's Falls Village this year and watch them. But I think, yeah, just I think the main clubs I sort of like look for first. Yeah, this is going to be a new experience for you, Jane, isn't it? Because we're with Sky um, this year. Obviously, they like to change their fixtures um, quite often. So even though you think the game is not a Saturday, um, it, it could well be when they decide that they want to put that one on the TV um, instead uh, for me obviously Man City is the big one I'm interested to see what Everton do this year they've made some really good signings um, and Leicester I want to see what Leicester are if they're uh, going to be a good addition to the league are they going to play at the King Power Stadium or if they are going to be absolutely useless and go straight back down to the championship uh, let us know your fixtures you're looking forward to the most um. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. But yeah, let's sort of wrap up this then with our predictions for the season. Um, Jane, we did our league tables in the opposition uh, podcast, um, and we didn't put Chelsea's team in till today. Um, I went with second. Um, I was tempted to say third, but Chelsea were first in your league, and is that still the case? Yep, hundred percent. I don't see us. Ask Tracy the question. <laughs> I disgusted that I even said third, let alone second. I'm, 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 yeah, I mean, what is wrong with you today? Did you get out of bed the wrong side? I have no idea. <laughs> but really, really, there's only one side. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking negatively. Too many years of watching the men's team where it goes well and then it goes really, really bad. But, yeah. General Chelsea positivity at the moment across both the men's and the women's. But, obviously, as we're talking about the women's, really, someone, please, shake Dean. Really? (laughs) Third? Really? Poor, poor, poor. I don't know what it is. When I look at Man City signing, I think they are going to be very... Have you seen our squad, Dean? Have you looked at the almighty players we have in our team? Do we need to always buy, buy, buy when we have a full squad of world-class players? Yeah, but we was only a burger save away from not winning the league last year. Man City were very close and they've strengthened. I'm just being... Pessimistic for the sake of being pessimistic. Uh, but that might change when we um, give our cup competition predictions. So, for example, last season's FA Cup, I think we're going to win that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it's going to work with this season. Is it a full FA Cup or is it again split in half? 
I have no idea how they're planning on going past this. Well, obviously we've got this one from last this year. This one ends. This one ends on December the first, whatever that weekend is, and then, like Chelsea, don't go into the FA Cup till March, January time, January February time. I think it is. Does it finish though in May? Yeah, I think so. They need to try and the, get it back into the league. They've got to try the teams and get that, back. The teams that start the FA Cup, like first round, they're not in the end of last season's ones, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just wonder if they were going to do the final of this year's FA Cup this year, or they were going to make it spread oh, it again. Yeah, as far as I know, it's like May time, but I've not read anything. Okay. I think we're going to do a double FA Cup because that'll be something that no one else has done before, and that's a pretty Chelsea thing to do. We're going to take up in Jan in December and win another one in May. Yeah. Uh, the semi-final of the Conti Cup because we've won it now, we don't need to bother anymore. And I think the teams in Europe are significantly stronger than they were last year, so I'm going with quarterfinals only. Uh, Jane, what's your cup competition predictions? Win, 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 win. Win. There are five of them, I think. Uh, I don't know. I'd hope we'd win them all. Oh. But I think maybe win, like forget about last season's FA Cup and then focus on the trophies this season. So win the tri- treble like next season, if that makes sense. This season. Just win everything. So, like, get to the final of this year's FA Cup or semis and then win everything else. Fair, fair. Uh, Tracy, win everything. Yeah, Don't see the goal. <laughs> I don't even need to ask you. Why not? <laughs> to be quite honest, I mean, I think, to be quite honest, we had to sacrifice a cup to be better in the Champions League. I'm going to say the Conti Cup. I'm just going to say to sacrifice it. If you needed to, sacrifice it. Um, because sometimes you just have to do that um, if that meant being in the Champions League final again, I would say sacrifice it straight away. Um, back-to-back FA Cups would be nice. It's about the only positive thing I've seen come out of Dean's mouth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think we can. I think yeah, I'd love to. I'd love us to get the treble, but I'd love that treble to actually include the Champions League. Um, it's going to be tough, absolutely. But as I say, if we have to sac- sacrifice one competition, then I think it's worthwhile. What about if we've just won the Champions League and nothing else? Would that be good enough? That's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Second I would take if we was to lose everything else, I'd be happy with just the Champions League. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Correct answer. And so um, would every Chelsea fan on the planet. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you if you if you disagree with that, let us know so someone else can get the wrath of Tracy apart from me tonight. <laughs> Um, let's look at the top goal scorer then. Uh, Sam Kerr won the WSL Golden Boot last season with 21 goals. But who will be our top scorer this season, Jane? I'm going to go Fran. How many are you going to give her? Oh. 21 was it last year for Sam? Just I'm going to go 20. I feel like she's going to continue from the season she had last season. And yeah, I'm going to say 20. I'm not going to, yeah. Okay, Tracy? 
I would also say, Fran, I'm going to say about 17, 18, because I think our goals are going to be split more across the squad this year. Because I think yeah. there'll be more rotation. So my there won't be someone getting, you know, into the 20s, because I think there'll be more rotation in the squad. So I think we'll be getting goals from more areas. Um, and I think Harder will be really pushing right behind that, to be fair. But yeah, I think um, looking at our squad and how big our squad is, and now our midfielders can also score. Um, I think it'll be a real good mixed bag. And there's nothing wrong with having a mixed bag of scorers at all. No, of course, the, the men's team um, didn't have many goal scorers and they won the Champions League. So if you copy that, then that's fine. I agree with your assessment, though, Tracy. I think that it will be Penilla Harder who will win our top goal scorer thing if they do that uh, with a similar number, 16, 17. Uh, but there'll be a number of players on 15, 16, 17 goals um, because there's so many of them and that's what they do. They score goals. Uh, looking at assists, though, Frank Kirby got 11, which was the most last season. Uh, who will have the most this season? Jane, I'll go to you again first. Um, it's a tough one. I don't want to say Sam, because then it's just like the opposite of this season or last season. Um, I'm going to just go with Guru. Interesting. Interesting. Just, yeah. I don't know, and we'll say ten assists. Beth got nine Because it all depends on play. what. It all depends on who gets played, and I just don't know. Like I want it to be different than last season. I don't just want to say Fran and Sam and. Like, they are the best combo in world football, though. So they are a good combo, and they work so well together. But I'm going to go Guru, for some reason. Tracy, what's your pick for that? I think it's tricky, I think, because, again, I think we're going to just rotate. So I think as much as Sam and Fran can absolutely read each other's minds, which is fabulous, and we all love that, and I'd love to see that happen again this season. I do think Sam will be a couple of games behind straight away anyway, um, personally, because I'm not quite sure if she'll start the first couple. It depended, obviously, because she's come back so late. Um it's really hard to pick who's... Again, I think it's going to be split across the team. Um, so, really... Obviously, I the Sam-Fran thing is, is incredible. It's hard to pull away from that magic, to be honest. Um, I'm going to keep that open, I think. As I say, with rotation, everyone's going to get in there and have a go. I'm afraid that's not allowed. Um... <laughs> So, Coming from yeah. Mr. Negative today. No, you have to pick because then we can laugh at each other at the end of the season. So All right, okay, okay. No I'll, go with, I'll go with Sam then. Even with a couple of games behind, I'll go with Sam. Okay. I'm going to go back with Fran. I think from the right, cutting it back to putting hard and score the goals, then she's going to get 11 again just for the sake of it. Uh, AKB, though, she's not going to score any goals, but she did get 12 clean sheets last season. Tracy, will she beat that this year? Yes, I think she will. I think actually, um, I just the, the confidence now that is beaming, you can see it. Um, I think, yeah, I think you're going to have more players really trying to put pressure on, you know, the world's best goalkeeper, personally. But yeah, I, I think strength to strength, as the season went on last year, 
you could just see her getting stronger and stronger. Uh, and I think that confidence is just going to carry over to this this season. Um, I mean, some of the saves last year were just absolutely incredible, um, to be fair. So, yeah, I'm going to... I'd better that by one, I think. Yeah, Jane, when we started recording back in November, AKB was one of the players we were perhaps a little bit critical of in terms of her distribution. But as Trey said, she grew into the season and she won our moment of the season with the save at Manchester City. Uh, will she beat 12 or is the strength in the league better, meaning that more goals will just be scored? Um, yeah, what, what, we played 24 games, 23 games. How many games do we play in the league? 22 games. I don't know where I got 24 from. Um, I'm 12 times 2, but you don't play against 20... yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go... 16 clean sheets. Oh, confidence. Love it. Yes. Let's just hope she starts all our league games. I think she will. I think Zakira will play some cup games this year. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I I really, really. But then last season, I might be wrong. Carly started our open game against United, didn't she? I'm sure she did. I think, I think she did. did. Yeah, yeah, she did. Because I remember saying to mum, I was like, why shouldn't she put Burger in goal? Mm. So who knows what Emma's going to do? Yeah, you just don't know. Uh, I mean, Carly's been away. Sakira's been away. AKB's been there yeah. and played in pre season. Sakira might play tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Uh, or short, 45 minutes each. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. 45 each. I think she'll match that from last season and I think that'll be a very good achievement to do so uh, because there is expanded quality, which we like to see in WSL. Uh, we can mention Fran a lot. She won the player, of the player of the Year last year. But who will win that this season? Tracy? Say that again, because my mind just went completely blank. <laughs> Who's your Player of the Year going to be come May? Last year was obviously Fran Kirby. This is really difficult. Um, it's quite a lot of players to pick from. There is, and there's, there's just. I'm shutting my eyes, and I can just see the talent. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm gonna go harder. I think that's a solid choice, and that's also my choice. I think it's gonna be her year this year. Jane, I was gonna say harder as well, but I feel like I need to switch it up. <laughs> You can say whoever you want on this podcast as long as you say somebody. That is the rules. Um, should I go harder? No, I'm going to go with Erin. I'm going to like switch it up completely. <laughs> and a serious yeah. answer? I feel like Fran's going to get it again. Okay. I'd like Erin to get player of the year because. I'd uh, like her to get it, but. Good. I feel like Erin just, I feel like she deserves something. And then Peniel, like, she's going to do well this season. But then when I think about it properly, everyone loves Fran, so. Erin is a player that allows other players to shine. She's not the yeah. player that wins Player of the Year. Erin's always going to get a lot of love from us fans, though. Come on. Yeah. We all love Erin. 
Yeah, we all love Erin, but that is her her role, I think, in this team is very similar to sort of many Liverpools in the fact that she doesn't really get the headlines, but she's very important to what we do. Two great players. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're yeah. lucky to have them. Um, but we're going to have to wait until May to see who knows what they're talking about and who is, you know, pessimistic for. Uh, but we'll see. Come the end of the season. In the meantime, just let us know your predictions as well. Uh, but before we, we go and we go and have our dinner and other things, uh, a little bit of an announcement to make, and that is that you know Tracy will be on the show a lot more regularly. Uh, we've sort of coupled up with Chelsea Pride to use some Love Island language for the youngsters. Uh, we're going to be bringing you some monthly updates on what the group is doing or has done. Uh, so Tracy, firstly, welcome to the family. Uh, and secondly, what's new in the world of Chelsea Pride? Well, I think everyone's just excited to be back going into football grounds. I think that's literally the first thing, to be fair. We still obviously have some people who are a little bit cagey, um, but it's great to be going back. I was at the men's game, first game of the season. It was fantastic because obviously we won with ease um, and we've got, you know, the Kaku. So that was fantastic. But I'm looking forward to be back then at, at Kings Meadow. I got my season ticket ready and ready to go. Um yeah, it's just about, at the moment, making sure everyone wants to, if they want to join the group, they can. If they want to meet up with us before games, they can. Um, there's been more work going on behind the scenes, really, with uh, Chelsea Pride at the moment. We've been working on a chant that uh, has been very prominent uh, in the press consistently, and that's the Chelsea Red Boy chant. So we've been working um, a lot on that behind the scenes, and... Uh, we are looking to challenge um, the Crown, Prosecu Crown Prosecution Service, the CPS, um, to get it recognised as being homophobic. So we've been working, I've been working very hard behind the scenes with Chris, who runs Proud Lily Whites, um, to um, pressurise them into seeing it from a fan's point of view. So there's been a lot of hard work um, going on and that will con that will continue. And as far as, uh, I know this is about the women's game, but the men play Liverpool this weekend and it's the Liverpool fans who generally sing that a lot as well as Man United fans. Um, so it's mostly going to bounce back again this weekend. So my weekend will mostly get taken up by that one thing, which I hope will, I'm hoping it doesn't dominate, but the likelihood is it will. Um, and then, yeah, it's just about getting to games and I want to try and get more of our group down to Kings Meadow. That's, that's a big thing for me. I want to get more of the Chelsea Pride members uh, and people who follow us down to Kings Meadow to watch some women's games um, and get them supporting the whole team and not just and not just the men. Um, but obviously, it's some, there's a crossover anyway because some of our members are, are belong to the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group as well. So there is a, a crossover anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just the start of the season, so much more to come as the season goes on. And the big thing, I suppose, for this year is Chelsea Pride turned five this year. So later on in the year, um, we will be doing some form of event, which is still in planning at present. So there'll be more info on that to come. Yeah, we'll obviously share that with you uh, when Tracy's on. I, was, I wanted to mention, actually, you mentioned obviously the, you know, the Red Boys chanting and Liverpool recently released a video where the manager, Jurgen Klopp, sat down with the founder of the cop-outs, their pride group. Uh, I thought that was absolutely fantastic of, you know, Liverpool and especially, you know, the manager to 
to do that because I think they've turned a blind eye to it in the past, um, especially because of Chelsea singing murderers to Liverpool. Um, and that's sort of been you know, the ding-dong between the two clubs is you do this, um, and you don't do anything to your fans, so we're not going to do anything to our fans about singing that. But that shows they've sort of maybe turned a corner and you know, we're heading in the direction that we want to be in in regard to that chant. And we're going to see a big test of it this weekend, as you mentioned. But hopefully things like that are you know, putting it out there to supporters that it's not right. Very similar to what Chelsea did with you know, the Y word and making fans understand that it's not acceptable. Education's key. I think education's the key for anything. I'm not one for banning fans or anything until you try and educate people. If people consistently discriminate across the board, whether it's racism, homophobia, anti-Semitism, whatever it is, if people consistently do it, then yes, I don't think they should be able to follow football inside a football stadium because I don't think it's fair. But we, once um, working with the people we were working with to, to challenge the CPS, I went straight to the club. At seven o'clock in the morning, I'd, I'd emailed Bruce Buck and at 7.02 he got back to me because the guy never sleeps. Um, and Chelsea had done an official statement to give to the CPS because Chelsea worked very, very hard on their no to hate campaign. And that's across the board at Chelsea Football Club. And we've got a club that really cares about its supporters and really wants to get rid of discrimination. Um, and we're lucky. And we're lucky we have a boardroom full of people who want to see change in football. I would like to see from our own fans us singing about ourselves. I don't think we need to waste our time singing about away the team we're playing. We're in the men's, we're champions of Europe. Sing that the whole entire game. You know, we've got enough great players to sing about. With a women's game, there's songs for everybody. And that's really what you want to be singing. You want to be able to sing about the class we have on the pitch. So yeah, I'd like to see the sort of language that's maybe sung at some of the teams, i.e. what you just mentioned about Liverpool. And actually just concentrate on singing about the phenomenal teams we actually support um, across the board, be it Chelsea's men, women and our youth teams. Um, we as fans should be focusing on our own team and giving them 100% support. So we've got a club who's also really behind us in trying to make a difference. And all we can do, all of us as fans, is actually help facilitate that. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, but the club are doing the right thing in the right way and you know Tracy and Chelsea Pride are a key part of that so if you want to support them you can follow them on Twitter at Chelsea Pride underscore uh, and get involved and be an ally to the group and just help make change in the right way as I said Tracy will be on a monthly basis sort of reviewing or previewing a game and then we'll update you on hopefully not just negative things that have happened in the world and the group are responding to but also the fun, positive things they do to, you know, bring joy to the Chelsea community. So looking forward to that. Um, and I'll leave Tracy's social media handles in the description as well. But Tracy, thank you for joining us. Um, we'll see you again soon. Uh, Jane, we'll see you tomorrow. Pardon? Ooh, I'm asking Tracy if Jane will see you tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> I'm still looking. I'm, admittedly, it's still on. This, this my screen still has the Chelsea buy. I reckon. I reckon I will. <laughs> yeah, I think we should not leave until Tracy books a ticket. <laughs> and my dinner's going to burn if it's not very soon.
Yeah, I'm literally, I'd have to go and get my season ticket number anywhere to log in. So I'd have to go and find my cards. So at the end of the day, you, you may as well go and get your dinner done. But okay. the likely, it's 50-50 right now whether I'm going to be there tomorrow night or not. Okay, I think we'll see. definitely will be. Um, Jamie, enjoy the game. Yeah, enjoy seeing Tracy. Uh, put a picture up of, on Instagram for us. Um, yeah, I'll try and take some videos and post on our social medias. Yeah, good to see you again. Uh, we'll be back sometime for something, probably the Arsenal preview uh, ahead of the season opener, uh, which we are looking forward to. But, you know, that is it. Um, enjoy the game tomorrow, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. But until next time, from King's Meadow to Wembley, keep that blue flag flying. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.